Well, this is going to be an interesting one. I've just gotten a request to look at a bloke. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a good dude, real good, freaking heart of gold bloke. And he's asked me for for some crossroads of my life advice, as in crossroads of his life, um, where he can't do his trade anymore. So he's asking for some career advice on maybe what the next move might be. And I want to talk to him about a couple of things, but in doing so, might be able to help a few extra people around just in my thought of the day. So, um, so but the first thing you say is you'd kill, you know, and you mentioned a person uh, who we both know, um, and you said you'd kill to work for me. No, you said you've thought about asking our mutual uh, acquaintance for a position, or that you'd kill to work for me. Well, let's, you know, let's start with that, that either one of those options are an opportunity you know now my question is my comment is is why um, you know certainly let's start with me don't think I'll give you a job tomorrow man tomorrow you got a job but don't think for one second that it's going to be glamorous in fact it's going to be, and don't even think because I know that you you helped me out um, over you know over in the last um, year or so uh, you've helped me out at events the job you'd do for me has got nothing to do with that. I'd do that maybe one one hundredth of my of my career, right? Doing the actual event. You know, 99 one hundredths of my career is putting up with absolute, you know, horror. Not horror, but you know what I mean? It ain't fun. It's grind. It's admin. It's working out and serving and, you know, it's, it's, it's following up and selling and organizing and going through disappointments and going, it, it ain't fun. And so anyone who's working for me understands that working for me is no more glamorous, you know, some of my guys who are in my admin department, it's no more glamorous than administering a manure delivery company. It's just, you know, it's just a different product we administer. So you have a job for me working tomorrow. It's just that what you'll be doing is starting at the most dollar productive thing that it is we do, and that's getting on the phones and making some calls and generating business, whether that's for some of my clients um, or whether that is for me, right? So it's telemarketing, it's communicating with people, it's doing the, the bare, it's doing sales or sales opportunity generation um, you know, face to face or on the phones or whatever. And that ain't fun. That ain't glamorous. Um, a lot of people judge my career based on the things they see that look fun. You know, the, the hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Richard Branson, the coming up one with uh, George St. Pierre, you know, and they, they see GSP's career and they listen to him on Joe Rogan. They think, wow, what an interesting guy. How lucky is Glenn to hang out with him? Well, sure, for that three hours or five hours or whatever, when I go to Canada to hang out with GSP or when I go to Arnold's house for a night and we have a party or whatever. But what about the other 364 days of the year that are just grunt work that no that result in those fun things you know what I mean most people won't put up with the 16 18 hour days the benefit of which is doing the glamorous stuff that of course everyone sees so there you go so there's the first thing you can come work for me tomorrow but believe me it ain't gonna be fun it'll be a nightmare and you'll want to quit after a month there you go but the offers there same as working for our mutual mate that you mentioned it'll be absolute nightmare for, I don't know, I'm just thinking in 
In, uh, in most real estate agents' case, it's a nightmare for the first couple of years, where you've got to work as if you're being paid 400000 a year and you're getting paid two parts of bugger all, or you're getting paid less than you're getting right now in your trade. Right, so if you're ready to work double the time for half the money, great, I can get you a job with any one of them or with me in a heartbeat, done. So then um, you kind of mentioned that you've heard from a lot of people to, to do what you're passionate about. And look, that's, that's all well and good. I happen to believe I do. Now I know that you know, me saying, you know, me kind of saying how, how hard what I do is and how much I don't like it. Well, I don't like all of it, you know what I mean? But I love, the bit when I'm sharing and helping other people, the coaching, the actual, you know, whether it's coaching a big group of a thousand people or whether it's coaching a group of one person in the one-on-one -on -one work that I do. I love that enough to put up with the 70% of my work that isn't that, you know? Not much of my work other than that do I enjoy but I love the stuff that I enjoy enough to put up with the stuff that I don't. So, um, so I do love what I do, but that being said, there are bits of it that I tolerate in order to do the stuff that I love. So what I'm saying is when you say that people say you should do something that you love, well, fine, you have to love enough of it to tolerate doing it. You know what I mean? I hope that's making some sense. I'm probably not. Um, now, you've said that the things you love, um, you can't make money out of it. Well, I know people making money out of those things that you mentioned you love. You told me mixed martial arts. Uh, you told me um, wrestling, although you kind of liked it more back in the day when, you know, when I liked it as well. Stone Cold, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle were running around. My favourite match ever was um, Stone Cold, Rock and... Uh, not Stone Cold, sorry. Undertaker, Rock, and Kurt Angle, triple threat at No Way Out. Unbelievable. I agree with you. The characters may not be there today or whatever, as they were in the day. But what I'm saying is I know a bunch of people making money, not as a fighter, not as a wrestler, not as a performer, but um, in and around the sport of mixed martial arts, wrestling, whatever the case may be, there are lots of ways to monetize that. Um, you just got to figure out how that is. You know, um, there are podcasts that people could make. Now, I'm not saying you've got the talent to do a podcast. Don't know. Um, I know you've got some personality. Um, and if you've got subject knowledge. But, but so if you're going to turn a, a, a hobby like that and try and turn it into, a, um, into money, a career, my advice is to continue doing the career that you don't like while you do this passion on the side and attempt to build it up so it makes some money. Then attempt to build it up some more so it makes a little more money. Then attempt to replace your full-time job with that side hustle. And it will be a meritocracy. What I mean is, if you're good enough, if you put in the, you know, uh, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell, someone mentions the, the 10,000 hours thing. If you put in the 10,000 hours of dedicated time in order to, um, you know, uh, hone that craft and you perfect it and you've got some talent or you haven't got talent and you put in enough time to develop the skill, then you might make that work, you know, because there's a bunch of careers around 
the sport. Like you could be a promoter. There's, I'm a promoter. I'm bringing in George St. Pierre. I'm in the mixed martial arts world, you know, right now. Because I'm bringing in GSP. Um, not for a fight, but for a speech. Who's to say you couldn't bring, uh, you know, be in the business? Now, I'm not saying you can do that tomorrow. I'm just saying there are ways to make a career around that. But it's not going to happen immediately. What you've got to do is, at least of what my advice would be, don't go all in. Is go all in in the spare time between 5.30 when you get home and midnight when you can't hold your eyes open anymore. Then sleep from midnight till you know, 6 a.m., then get back out on the tools, do what you gotta do in your trade, um, and, and figure out how to monetize your passion um, on, as a side hustle. Now, the other thing you mentioned is, if there isn't a career in, um, in mixed martial arts, in wrestling, in, in fantasy wrestling, in historic wrestling, you know, in a podcast about wrestling, in a shop that sells memorabilia um, on eBay about wrestling and figurines, learning that what figurines are worth and buying and selling and flipping or whatever it might be. I don't know anything about, you know, how to monetize that. I'm just saying there must be a way because it's a pop culture is a massive industry and wrestling is a subcomponent of pop culture. You know, bringing in and hiring Hulk Hogan to come and do a meet and greet, making the maths work on that. Um, there are ways to make that passion work. Um, so let's say that's not going to happen. The last thing you mentioned was ideas and things that are interesting, maybe a little bit. Can that be? And you mentioned, you know, a passing interest in a field and then maybe getting a sales job based on being interested, if not passionate about that field. Well, you know what, that's fine, I, I suppose. If, but, but know that are you just going from one job you don't like to another? And if so, that's okay. Many people use their job to fund a life and they derive their passion from their life and the job is the thing they tolerate in order to fund everything outside of their job. Not everyone has to be, you know, kissing the seven dwarfs and skipping off to work singing zippity doodah because they're so happy as they dance and, you know, and, and, and work is fun. You know, one of my mentors has got a book called It's Called Work For A Reason. You know, they pay you because it ain't fun. You know, it isn't like in a, in a sitcom where you see that work seems to be an excuse to socialize and it seems to be an excuse to have hijinks and shenanigans and drama and action and adventure. Sometimes work's work. I tell you, you come work for me, it'll be work. You ain't gonna enjoy basically any of it. But what you'll get is at the end of three years of that pain, you'll have some skills that will be worth something for your next move, you know? So, um, you know, the jobs you mentioned that you're going to apply for, I know nothing about, so I can't advise you one way or the other on whether they're any good. They seem to be in sales, so best be learning how to sell, how to influence, how to persuade. Um, but yeah, I, um, the one thing above all that I would suggest is go and deep dive on learning you know, the skills, if you know, you've expressed some admiration for me and some of my students. Well, there's thousands of hours of skill that none of us were born with, that we learnt, uh, in my case, about 8,000, 
maybe more hours of listening to other people um, to develop those skills that now we, and in this case me, are remunerated for nicely for the things that we've learned passing on to other people. So um, no matter what it is that you end up doing, you've got to start, well, no, you don't have to do anything, you do whatever you want. But my recommendation would be you start down that path of, of learning. So, um, you know, you're already following me, so watch your, every video that I've got up on YouTube for free. And there's a bunch of them. Not only on my channel, there's a Be Phenomenal channel that I own. It's got all free stuff on there. There's another one, I think it's called Queensland Real Estate Agent Summit. It's got more training on there, you know, because I, um, I should transfer that over to the Glenn Twiddle channel at some stage, but, you know, for now it's sitting up there. There's training, hours and hours and hours of it. Now, admittedly, it's got a real estate flavor, much of it. So you've got to interpret, if you're going into sales of another field, you've got to put that through the filter of pulling out the principles of what we're trying to do and reinstall them back in your field of endeavor, you know, so. Man, massive learning curve. So whether you start part-time and, you know, figure out what your passion is and figure out how to monetize it, or whether you do start down another path and you do, you know, you're at that crossroads and you do go down one way or the other, know that Michael Spillane reminded me at some stage, and I forgot all about this. He said when I got back from up north, I was playing guitar up north in Weeper. I was, did a season-long gig up there. And he was telling me about when I got back, I said to him that I was thinking about going to get a job at the good guys. And I have no recollection. That's how much of a fleeting thought that was. I have no recollection of even thinking that. So, um, you know, you just never know where, where life takes you, where, you know, opportunities will arise or won't. Um, I don't know whether your crossroads of leaving the trade is physically because you're unable or mentally you're unable. If it's mentally, you can readjust your thinking to be more strategic than saying I'm pulling the pin tomorrow. Or you can, um, yeah, or you can throw it in and, and, and make your next move now, whatever the right thing is for you, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, food for thought on a lot of fronts, man. So, um, yeah, there is no black or white answer, man. You've got to look in you, see what you're willing to do. Know that the path that you might see in us that looks nice and glamorous, understand our Facebook feed, which is what you're basing a lot of this on, is far more glamorous as a highlight reel than as a reality. All right, so the high, same as everyone, everyone's Facebook highlight reel is far more um, more fun than real life. Um, so don't judge us by that. You know, come walk a come walk a fortnight in our shoes and see how bad that trade looks after you do a few three hour nights, you know, three hour sleep nights, and um, you know, see how much. Uh, glamour it looks like with eyes hanging out of your head after you get to bed at one and you got to be up at four you know that ain't fun you know but that's the price we pay to have our highlight reel i suppose look so glamorous that's the price we pay all right have a think about what you are and aren't willing to do man let me know some thoughts on that and um man hope that was of some help all right bud i'll talk to you soon